Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. Here we go. I feel this saga starting to come to a close. I think it's pretty safe to assume there won't be much left after this uh, this battle between gods, Goku and Lord Beerus. So let's power on through to the finish line and hopefully get to something a little bit more exciting but with that being said this wasn't the worst episode once again my name is tim bridgewater uh, i hosted two podcasts before this one one called geekly dose another one called republic city report so if you like geek stuff or you like the legend of Korra, you can make sure you go online to itunes or stitcher.com to find both of those podcasts make sure you check those out of course rock the dragon is now available on itunes stitcher tune in as well as google play and uh, if any of you guys have been paying close attention, you know I've been talking about Tim Bridgewater Geek now for episodes upon episodes. That is now launched. It's now up once again, Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek, YouTube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. Just a quick recap of what that is. Basically, it's just a YouTube channel of me talking about geek stuff. So I'll be doing movie reviews, TV reviews. I'll be doing all sorts of specialty sort of episodes. Like, for example, right now on the page, that video that I've mentioned several times, the Power Rangers one, where I'm talking about my Power Rangers script, movie, movie script that I started to write compared to what I've seen from the Lionsgate film that is now up as well as two other videos. So, hey, head over to YouTube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. Subscribe, like, comment, share, etc. I have seen the Power Rangers movie. Uh, my review will be up um, possibly tomorrow or Tuesday. So you want to make sure you go and subscribe and get ready to check all that stuff out. A lot of fun things. I'm planning on uh, putting a lot of time and effort into that, as I do every week with my projects. <laughs> it's going to get a little crazy now with me doing Rock the Dragon plus that. But hey, man, this is the shit. This is the sacrifices I make to entertain you guys. So I hope you appreciate it. And if you do appreciate it, please, by all means, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. Uh, I have been getting some a couple reviews so far i don't have any new for this week to read but if you leave me one i'd appreciate it if you're listening to this 12 episodes in there must be something that you really like about it so please 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 leave that review and get ready for lots more geek stuff now with that being said uh i'm using a different microphone this episode so i hope things don't sound too different or too or, or worse uh, if you listen to the last episode, you remember me kind of talking about the fact that I needed to get a new mic stand, but I had to get a specific clip for the mic that I had because I lost that. Well, I got the mic stand, but I had to use a, a regular handheld sort of mic uh, this time around because I don't have the clip for my condenser mic. So things probably will sound a little different here. Hopefully it won't sound too much worse. <laughs> so um, thanks again for your patience with that. Uh, make sure you head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast of course there's a facebook page for this podcast which is slowly picking up likes um if we can get more likes we can do more things i don't know how many other ways i could possibly say that <laughs> but thanks again for those of you who have liked the page and of course the easiest way to get in contact with me would be there or you can send me an email at uh, rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com uh, I have an email segment now on the show called What Are You Saying? So if you'd like to be a part of that segment and send in your comments and have me read your emails, answer your questions, etc., send me an email to rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. That being said, I do have one message I will be reading a little bit later on for that segment. Okay. <clears throat> 
Now that we got all of that stuff out of the way, it's time to talk episode 12 of Dragon Ball Super. The universe will shatter? Clash! Destroyer versus Super Saiyan God. Um, let's say this. Uh, this, <laughs> this episode was probably the most powering up and screaming that I think we've gotten the entire series. I mean... They spent a lot of time powering up and yelling in this episode. And that's saying a lot for Dragon Ball, right? Because that's something that Dragon Ball has obviously been known for <laughs> for a very long time. But there was a lot of that shit this episode. But with that being said, it wasn't the worst episode. I mean, it still was pretty interesting. Once again, we're sort of just resuming this battle uh, between Goku and Beerus. And now they're pretty much in outer space, okay? So once again... Uh, Someone let me know if I missed something, but since when can Goku breathe in outer space? Now, if it if this is a result of him being a Super Saiyan God, well, then they should just say that. But the fact that they're not even addressing that in the show is kind of weird. You know, that he's now just kind of laughing and joking out clearly outside of the atmosphere of the Earth at this point. <laughs> and it's just no problem. So what's up with that? And not only that, how can Vegeta still see everything that's going on? I mean, we've kind of established a long time ago that these warriors, once they get to a certain level of power, that their eyesight is enhanced, their hearing is enhanced, and all that kind of stuff. But I thought it was kind of established that they were moving at God-like speeds now, so no one could keep up with them. That's the whole reason why Boma and Piccolo and Gohan and everybody else is on that ship, so they can follow the fight but apparently Vegeta can just see everything now maybe that's something they'll reveal later on but I have a feeling that they're not <laughs> I have a feeling that it's just going to be we're just going to have to accept it for what it is uh, but if so then that's plot holes you know this is a new series now it's Dragon Ball Super I don't want any more plot holes let's try to fix all that kind of stuff let's not create new problems this early on in a new series now okay <laughs> back to the fight here once again a lot of this is just a lot of uh, you know kind of um, they're talking and they're power up and they'll charge each other, yada, 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 etc. You know, nothing new there. But what is new here and that I do like is I'm excited at the fact that that already during this fight, we've seen um, the fights take place in places that we never really saw fights happen in Dragon Ball Z. Right. We never saw any fights happen really just kind of over the ocean. So I kind of like that, that they changed the scenery there. That most of that stuff happened on the water. Uh, and, and and now they're in outer space, pretty much. So that's cool. I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, if you're going to have a battle of gods, there needs to be something epic and something new about it. And we're getting that, and at the very least, with the auras that they're generating now. That looks good. The types of blasts look cool from Beerus. And now, of course, the location. They're kind of in outer space. Now, it seems to be the, the most important thing to kind of take away from this episode here. And, and, and we get a lot of useful sort of exposition by Elder Kai and Supreme Kai. Uh, is that this battle that they're having since they're sort of out in the space now uh, is the rep the repercussions are being felt across the universe. There are these shock waves that are being sent out that we don't it's not clear exactly what these shock waves are doing. <laughs> I mean, you think that they would be destroying things, but they're actually just kind of they seem to be making everyone weak. But it's a divine sort of power and energy. So who knows exactly how that would affect uh, mere mortals? 
Uh, and not even mere mortals, because, you know, as the Kai's mentioned, it, it affects them, too. So this battle has the potential to just kind of destroy the entire, u- entire universe because of the power that's being unleashed when they fight. And that's something I thought was very cool about this episode, that that was kind of the main point of it. Um, that it does show that there are repercussions of this amount of energy being put out into the world. Dragon Ball, the show has always been pretty good, I think, about explaining that kind of stuff um it would it would have been very easy to just kind of you know have them fighting and releasing all this energy just for the sake of it looking cool but the fact that the effects of actually felt on the world around them and the universe is something i've always appreciated because you I mean you can't unleash that kind of energy and expect it to not be some kind of damage done so the fact that they're kind of making that the main point of this episode i like uh I don't, I don't recall Elder Kai being as much of a pervert as he is in this episode, right? Like, he's he's like Master Roshi 2.0 now, um, which is, is still kind of weird because they're like, remember, you know, we talked about this. The first couple episodes of Dragon Ball Super, no, not the first couple episodes, like the first seven or eight episodes were pretty kid friendly. And that's been sort of a reoccurring complaint from a lot of fans, at least fans my age and you know younger well not too much younger but you know what i mean uh but now it seems like they're kind of dipping into this more serious stuff like a lot of the jokes that were made this episode were really sexual and goku ram i mean uh, beerus rammed his hand into goku's stomach uh, an episode or two ago um so i don't know it seems like it's kind of going back and forth uh i mean i don't mind i i, I appreciate the more adult stuff that's the kind of stuff i want to see but it's just kind of weird when you just kind of change the, you know, you just kind of transition all of a sudden to that. So once again, a lot of uh, powering up and sort of them Beerus and Goku flying toward each other and punching each other's fists <laughs> in this episode. It's hard to kind of rationalize from a fighting standpoint what good that does, you know, but I get what good it does in terms of setting up the point of this episode and that is the whole shockwave thing you know it wouldn't have made as much sense had they not provided these specific sort of examples and that's basically what this is when they're charging into each other punching each other's fists it's just showing that the shockwaves from that are affecting everything else Uh, even though once again it doesn't make much sense from a fighting standpoint why would they just do that over and over again instead of just fighting right but hey, uh, the Dragon Ball series is not known for its writing. Okay, <laughs> that's not a secret to anybody. So, but I appreciate the effort here. Um, so yeah, so we get you know we cut back and forth between them and of course Piccolo and everybody there in the ship and the ship's kind of taking damage because it's going into outer space and these uh these shock waves um are kind of messing everything up. So we get a lot of sort of back and forth between them and back and forth between the Kai's just kind of letting us know what's happening. And at the same time, we're seeing the effects of these shockwaves sort of across planet Earth as well as um, across the universe at some point. Now, we even uh, we revisit uh, Mr. Satan here because remember now, Mr. Satan is kind of the quote unquote savior of the planet everyone thinks he is so every time something decides to go down they get in touch with Mr. Satan and what that does is just kind of give us some uh, some comedic relief because he's still the same Mr. Satan right <laughs> he's he's lying he's pretending like he's doing something important and he's kind of embellishing and over exaggerating to kind of you know 
So it's nice to see that, you know, some good, good, funny flashbacks come about from watching this, these moments with Mr. Satan. Not to mention that it's, 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 I guess it's very nice to see that the iPhone has now made itself, made its way into the Dragon Ball universe. <laughs> I mean, those look like iPhones, man. I know a lot of, a lot of smartphones look like that now, but those look like iPhones. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've taken a huge step out of the 80s now with this, this show. And now the phones actually look like uh, iPhones. I don't remember them using phones very much in the original Dragon Ball Z, though. Like, I just don't remember that being like a thing. Uh, at least not a big deal. Um, so it's cool that they kind of update things where necessary, right? Because it would have been easy for them to just pretend like and, and kind of keep everything in a very 80s sort of style. But this Dragon Ball world has always, always had its own kind of style anyway. So they could have had a phone that was shaped like um, a rock or something. And it would have still made sense in this world. <laughs> um <clears throat> But we do get this moment where the Capsule Corp ship is about to crash back on Earth due to the sort of damage that's being done. And Whis actually stops it, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, he didn't have any reason to necessarily do that, but he did it. So, you know, I think this is why we've all kind of known, especially if you've seen Battle of the Gods, that, you know, Beerus isn't necessarily going to be a villain the entire series here. Uh, at some point, he will probably become more of an ally. Um, but you know, it remains to be seen, right? Because not everything is happening the same way here that it happened in Battle of Gods, which is good because I was worried about that. We're getting a lot of new stuff. I think more new things than I thought. I don't remember this whole space battle happening in, ba in Battle of Gods. So <laughs> at least there's that. But most of this, once again, man, we just get a lot of powering up and a lot of yelling and talking. Um, the kinds of thing it, I mentioned this a couple episodes before. That in some ways it seems like the the writers of this show are very much aware of the things that people used to make fun of the old show for and they're actually kind of trying to play it up a little bit because i mean i can't tell you how many different times in this episode <laughs> beerus and goku yelled powered up and then charged at each other so it's just funny because they kept cutting back and forth between. I'm like, this is a little bit of overkill, but that's okay. Because you know what we got here is we got something that we've never seen before. Um, these gods apparently have the ability to channel some sort of dragon aura thing. Where Beerus powers up and he gets this purple dragon that comes out of his aura. And then Goku does the same thing. And while there's no explanation whatsoever as to what that is or why it happens or what it does. It was still cool as fuck because I'm a massive dragon fan. I love dragons. I've loved dragons my entire life. Um, so the fact that they just kind of put that in there for some reason I thought was cool. I guess it was just some kind of a power up, you know, some kind of boost or something. Uh, plus it looked cool. You know, I have to say that the animation was pretty awesome this episode. I mean, there weren't many moments in there where I was looking at it just saying, well, God damn it, that doesn't look very good. That didn't happen. Uh, it looked pretty cool throughout most of the episode. Everything looked pretty good. So that's good to see. I mean, if you're going to have these guys fighting in outer space, pretty much, then you got to you got to bring it with the animation. It's got to look good. It's got to look awesome. And a lot of these shots where they're flying toward each other and they're both glowing just look great. The colors and everything. Um, so super happy about that. Now you start to ask yourself this question and I actually said this out loud while 
watching the episode um, because once the Kai's were talking about the uh, shockwaves kind of reverberating and affecting the other planets and the universe and everything till it's destroyed. I'm thinking to myself, well, Goku's not going to let that happen. I mean, he's not going to Goku's not the kind of fighter to just fight blindly and not pay attention to what destruction is happening around him. So and and they the writers addressed that, too. So he found out a way to sort of nullify the effects of the clashes so that he would cancel out the uh, shockwaves. And I thought that that was awesome. I think the way they demonstrated visually was awesome because we kind of got this line across the screen kind of represents balance, equilibrium visually. And then we get, of course, an explanation from our exposition leaders, <laughs> the Kai's on the side for anyone who may have not understood exactly what was going on there. So that was very good because it's like, you know, it shows that Goku, there's a reason why Goku's the best fighter, man. He's always on top other than just being <laughs> the star of the show. Uh, he uses his brain a lot, you know, and, and one thing the show has always been very good about is showing how important intelligence as a fighter is just as much, if not more so than being strong. Um, and so he figured it out. He figured out a way to keep the rest of the universe from being affected by the blast, at least for the most part, until the big climax later on. But for now, it seems to be solved. And then we get some traditional fighting. No more clashing. They just trying to go at it. And they, they, they just kind of start fighting. But they do kind of remind us that, yeah, every now and then they kind of, you know, they clash and it kind of cancels out each other's energy. And then, then that stops the effect from everything else. Other than that, we just get a lot of talking during the fight. You know, kind of stuff that we pretty much have come to expect from the show. Goku, even at some point, uh, lands a pretty good shot to Beerus' face, leaving a little cut there. So it's cool to see that this god power is now doing something, really doing something here. And, uh, you know, um, what is Dragon Ball without an epic key blast battle, right? That's something that has to happen with every villain and every big fight. And it seems like we finally got our serious one here in this moment because Beerus decides to charge one of his big cosmic god blasts. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Remember, that's one thing I do miss about Dragon Ball Z is that you knew what all the names of the techniques were because they would yell it every time they did it. But Beerus doesn't say anything. He just makes these things and he just throws it. So it's like, I don't know what any of his techniques are called. That's why I keep calling them uh, God Blasts. Uh, I may have to Google it later on to see what the actual name for this technique is. Uh, but yeah, we get him charging that up. And then we get, of course, Goku's going with, with Old Faithful, the uh, Kamehameha. Um, and man, we get a really nice sequence here. You know, I think we all know what's coming. It's going to be a, a battle. It's going to be a, a fight. They're going to fight with key blasts. And because that happens every every time there's a big battle. But what's cool about it is that there, there, there becomes a moment where Goku just kind of acknowledges the fact that he's overwhelmed by it. But then that Super Saiyan God power just kind of kicks in and says, hey, it's not over with yet. And then he begins to push back. Now, there are a couple other things we got to mention here. Because I mentioned the kind of um, the pervertedness, quote unquote, of, of Elder Kai during this episode. Once again, cool, funny. I like it. I think it's fine. He mentions motorboating uh, jugs at some point. That happens. 
Uh, it just seems a little out of the blue now because of the very childlike tone they established for the show. Once again, I mentioned that before in previous episodes, but I kind of appreciate it because I'm a grown ass man. And well, uh, who doesn't enjoy motorboating jugs? Um, but and not only that, you know, <laughs> when the when they're basically about to be destroyed here because these uh, shockwaves return as a result of this key blast battle. He pulls out this calendar or something with this woman on it, very Master Roshi-like, and, his, and, his, and he's, he gives it to Supreme Kai, Kabito Kai, and Kabito Kai, it looks like he hit him in the nuts, right? I mean, I'm not the only one that saw it that way, right? He just kind of, he hit him in the nuts with it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on right now? This show was like super kiddified two, three episodes ago. And now we've got him talking about molding boating jugs and uh and and people are getting hit in the nuts i mean i appreciate it but it's just like let's let's find a tone and stick with it here uh but yeah so once again we get we you know we go back to the key blast battle here um it looks like goku's kind of gonna just give in but we know he's not gonna give in because he's goku uh and that god power just kind of picks back up and he kind <clears> of <throat> sends the the, the shock, the, 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 the energy wave back toward Beerus and everything kind of fades to white and we're just kind of left wondering what happened here. Uh, was someone destroyed? Was Goku destroyed? Was Beerus destroyed? Uh, will the universe be destroyed? And of course the narrator kicks in and kind of helps us out with that um, cliffhanger. So that about does it for the episode talk. Uh, all in all, I'd say I, I I thought it was a good episode. I mean, in, in the beginning, I was kind of like, well, here we go. They're going to stand around. They're going to talk. They're going to power up, yada, yada, yada. But I, when once they started to introduce the whole shockwave thing, that made it better because that was actually an attempt to make something interesting story-wise with this specific episode. So I thought that that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, and not only that, like I said, we got a lot of cool looking fight stuff here. So, hell, I mean, that alone sometimes will win me over, even if the story isn't exactly the greatest. OK, so if you have any questions, comments about that, anything I said there, anything I may have missed that you want to talk about, send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail dot com. You can also head over to Facebook dot com slash rock the dragon podcast. With that being said, at this moment, it's time to switch over to our email segment called What Are You Saying? This is where I read your emails and messages and answer your questions and etc. cetera. Uh, I actually got a message from Steven about two weeks ago. I was supposed to read this one on the last episode, but I actually forgot. So, Steven, I'm going to come back around to you and now read your message. Thanks for being patient. It says here. Hey, Tim, I apologize for being a quiet fan the last few weeks. I was on vacation and then things got a little hectic at work, but I'm back in full swing. I got to thinking about the first 10 episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and I have to say, with the exception of Raditz, things did start off kind of slow. Gohan started training with Piccolo and transformed, but the rest of those episodes was Gohan making friends with a robot and a dinosaur, so I think the start of any DB series takes time to find its footing. Now, um, thanks for that, Stephen. Now, this is kind of tying in into a couple episodes ago. I was talking about, um, I think someone, I was reading an email, and uh, one of my listeners was talking about how um, the beginning of this series has been very slow. And then I think I made a comment saying something like, 
um, for all I know, maybe Dragon Ball Z started off very slowly, too, in the first 10 episodes or so. Um, so I don't know if this is all that much different, because according to Steven, yeah, I remember that there were there were a lot of episodes of Gohan, like hanging out with a robot and like a dinosaur and stuff. So even Dragon Ball Z had its kind of in the beginning had those filler episodes that weren't that exciting. So if you think about it like that, maybe the beginning of Dragon Ball Super isn't as bad as many of us think. You know, maybe that's just kind of normal and we just haven't seen those episodes in a while. So we just kind of forgot. Um, so very good point there, Steven. Thanks for sending me that. Once again, if you'd like to send me something, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast, rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so that pretty much does it for this episode, guys. If you obviously, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes. Leave me a review, please. Um, it just it just will just help me out a lot. That's all. I mean, it'll help me. And I'm doing a lot of things now, especially now that Tim Bridgewater Geek is up and running. That's going to be a lot of stuff for me to do weekly. And I'm not making any money doing any of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hopefully one day, maybe that'll become a possibility. But that's not what I'm doing and I don't right now. So, uh, you know, if you just want to head over there and like those pages and leave me a comment, leave me a review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, that'd be great. And you guys would get a lot of free entertainment out of it. So once again, if you're enjoying this, thanks as always for listening um and i think that about does it for this episode so uh until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i'll see you guys next time